Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Filibuster busted. That's the story. It's why Mitch McConnell said, oh, uh, yeah, I won't object. If you want to try and get rid of the filibuster, yeah, that's cool. That'll, that's fine. Uh, that's cool. We can do that in our power-sharing agreement because it is indeed just that, a power-sharing agreement with 50 Republicans and 50 Democrats in the United States Senate. Sure, the Democrats have an edge because Kamala Harris is vice president of the United States, which still, we should note, freaks me out. Absolutely does. Freaks me out. But part of the holdup in their agreement was, you know, Schumer wants to get rid of, of the filibuster. And now Mitch McConnell's like, sure. You, you, I, I won't hold you up on that. And Chuck Schumer, being all of the Chuck Schumer he is, so glad that Mitch McConnell gave up this nonsense and threw in the towel. Now we can get to real reforms the American people want. Or, as, as Chuck Schumer would say, we're going to save the American people because they come first. And Mitch McConnell is my bitch. I assume that's what he said. I assume that's what the man said. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. No? Is that wrong? Should I cut that out of the repertoire altogether? Let me know. Feel free. Tony at TonyKatz.com. Email away. The reason Mitch McConnell did it is not because Mitch McConnell is soft. I'm going to say this again. Mitch McConnell is not soft. The story here is that Mitch McConnell has Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema on his side. The senators from West Virginia and Arizona, respectively, Democrats who have said, we're not going to vote to get rid of the filibuster. What are you, crazy? To get rid of the filibuster is to put an end to the 60-vote threshold necessary to end debate on a subject and bring it to a vote. Cloture, as you would say. Uh, many people would say. To get rid of that, that procedure, right? Cloture is, to which, is, the, is the procedure which debate is ended and then a vote is taken on the matter under discussion. To put an end to that 60 and say, all right, it's just 50 plus one or 51. You can go for 50-50, get the tie, and let Kamala Harris break every tie in the way that the president wants, and that's that, and it's all done, it's all over. To end the filibusters, to say to the party in the minority, you have no voice. This nuclear option is exactly what Harry Reid did in the Senate, and it's how Republicans were able to move regarding Supreme Court justices because, well, Harry Reid did it. He blew it all up. He didn't mind setting things on fire. He was more than happy to. Harry Reid was a despicable member of the Senate and is still a bad guy. History should not think of Harry Reid, the former Senate Majority Leader, kindly. Oh, he made up with Mitt Romney. He lied about Mitt Romney. He said Mitt Romney never paid his taxes. He said it in the well of the Senate and was asked about it. He said, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. 
When he was asked about it later, whether or not that was a good thing to do or a right thing to do, his answer was, we won, didn't we? Meaning Barack Obama in 2012. Despicable human being, low end and low rent and unworthy and indecent. Don't ever think kindly of Harry Reid. But Cinema and Mansion are saying, we're not, not voting for this. Get rid of the filibuster? Are you nuts? We're not going to have any part of this. As a matter of fact, Cinema has, go far, has gone so far to say, my mind is closed. I won't have any part of the conversation. I won't be a part of the thing. Stop it. Now, this creates a problem for the Democrats. Because now they're going to have to actually, I don't know, try and persuade people, which is exactly what you should do. This brings about the idea of budget reconciliation. So budget reconciliation, take the budget part out for a a, a second. Reconciliation puts an end to unlimited debate and an unlimited amendment process. So basically, no filibuster. But budget reconciliation only gets used on fiscal measures. So if you go back to Obamacare in 2010, they were able to use in the Senate reconciliation to get it through because they took away the filibuster conversation. That's who they were. No, wait, that's who they are. How does this apply to, and, and, and I think it was this Chad Pergram writing this over at Fox. I think he did a very good job. How does it apply to guns or, or immigration? Well, it'd be very hard to push fiscal uh, conversations on an idea of good debates on, on, on firearms in the Second Amendment. But could it work, for example, on things like statehood? Well, it's dealing with taxation when you're talking about 700,000 Americans in Washington, D.C., where they're trying to create statehood. Why? It would give them two more senators. And the assumption would be they would be liberal senators. They're trying this with Puerto Rico. Maybe, maybe not they'd be liberal senators. You never, ever, ever know. I have not gotten a vibe that Puerto Rico wants statehood. I don't really have a vibe that D.C. wants statehood. Statehood. I used to live in D.C., spent a good number of years. I, was in, I lived in D.C. on September 11th. I lived through anthrax. I lived through the D.C. sniper. It was not a fun time to be alive in Washington, D.C. I mean, it was a very fun time. Thank goodness we're alive in Washington, D.C. It was not a fun time in Washington, D.C. Man, that was a terrible way to say that, Tony. Glad, glad you self-corrected right there. Understand that the Democratic Party is not interested in hearing from anybody they disagree with. This is the conversation. They want to silence the opposition. They don't care if it's good or if it's bad, if it's right or if it's wrong. They want obedience and they want quiet. This is who they are. This is what they want. Do exactly what they tell you to do. Now, I have got a list of stories. I was actually going to get into some of them in the last hour, and then I saw Susan Rice talking. I want to talk about that. I'll get into them now. I'll get into them in this hour. How the left is working to silence you, me, and we. Because this is the desire. What's happening in the Senate is no different than where they are in in. In social media and in traditional media, all the places. Keeping you from speaking up or speaking out. Keeping you from engaging any conversation at all. Keeping you quiet.
That's the goal. That's the desire. That's the push. So what is it that we do? Well, we take note and we say, my gosh, look at how desperate Chuck Schumer is for power. He doesn't want anybody to be able to say anything. Yet when he is in the minority, the Republicans aren't treating us fair. They're doing this. They're doing that. It's one of the reasons why when the conservatives, when the Republicans, they're they're different things, understand, have the majority, the first thing you do is pay no attention to Chuck Schumer. Ask yourself, how should this run and what could happen if you go down some of the bad roads? Chuck Schumer doesn't worry about such a thing. He has no problem with getting rid of the filibuster. And if he thought he was going to lose the Senate, he would say, all right, we put it back. And then if you tried to get rid of it, what are you doing? It's an affront to our civil society. It's destroying the republic. I mean, this is, this is who they are, right? It's exactly what they're going to say. You knew it before I said it. They don't play by any rule other than win and that the ends justify the means. And every single day, they show you this. Every single day, they prove to you that they do not want you to speak at all. The story of Politico, the website, and uh, the day that that Ben Shapiro uh, edited what they call the playbook, and the response to that is a great story, just one of many, though, in the want and the desire to silence anybody who does not agree with the political left. And we should be clear that Politico is the political left. So much of media is the political left. They may claim that they are unbiased. They may claim that they are down the middle. It's a lie. In opposition to someone who is on the political right doing a guest editing uh, on your website, that's, that's madness. But then again, these are the people that when Senator Tom Cotton wrote an op-ed in the New York Times, they said at the New York Times that he was uh, frightening and endangering the people there. That leads to Salon, salon Salon.com, which has since gone after Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. With a smear against his military service, saying that he's not what, not really an army ranger, objecting objecting to that term. Salon has just gotten the crap kicked out of it, but they don't care. The objective is destruction, and they will not suffer any financial consequences for their actions. Silence the opponent. You dare decide to have an opinion in the New York Times? Well, we'll get you for that one way or another. We'll figure out our way. We will figure out the way to try and destroy you. And it is about destruction for Chuck Schumer, for the media, for other politicos. Let's go about proving that. Sadly, let's go about proving it. Because when you do prove it, you'll be like, oh, that's really sad. I'm Tony Katz. 
Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Is the American A bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. I don't know what to make of this Kellyanne Conway, Claudia Conway conversation, but I felt that if I just didn't address it, maybe you would think I didn't see it, didn't know about it, or was afraid of the subject. It's not a question of fear. It's a question of this is a child, this is a family, and I don't think I want to get involved. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, formerly of uh, the Trump White House. Of course, her husband is George Conway, a well-known Trump uh, hater. And then they have a daughter who has been made famous because she's the daughter of Kellyanne Conway and her her stuff on TikTok or Instagram. I think it's TikTok. Well, this has reached a uh, fevered pitch because according to... What we're seeing online, a photo was leaked of Claudia Conway. And in the photo, she may or may not be undressed. Claudia Conway is 16 years old. I have not searched for the photo. I don't want to see the photo. She's 16 years old. And there was thought that her mother, Kellyanne Conway, leaked it. Now, this is stuff that has unfolded on social media before, and I want no part of it then. Now, you're seeing messages 
saying uh, from her, stop sending hate towards her family. George Conway is, t- is tweeting on behalf uh, 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 of his daughter. Um, saying things like, I know that my mom would never, ever post anything to hurt me like that intentionally, and I do believe she was hacked. This whole story is madness, and this whole story is why I keep my kids off social media, and I would ask rational people to do the same. There's no good that comes from this. Now, I have a series of questions like, hey, Why are you taking naked pictures of yourself at all? Why is there a naked picture of anybody? Don't take naked pictures of yourself. It never turns out well. I have been telling my my children aren't on social media, but I've been telling them this since they were 10. Because kids do dumb things. And the job of the parent is to protect children very often from themselves. Do not do it. Do not do it as a joke. Do not take a picture of a friend as a joke. Do not do anything that will come back to hurt you because guaranteed it will. It's a rough thing to tell a kid. It's a rough thing to tell a kid. But you got to tell the kid. You have... No, you can't be playing some video game with somebody you don't know. No, you can't go visit them. No, you can't give out our address. The answer is no. No, you can't even use your real name. You can't. Oh, Tony, are you paranoid? No, I'm aware. I am aware, and I'm doing my job as a parent. I couldn't give a good holy damn how another parent does it. This Claudia Conway story, I don't know what's going on. But no part of this is good. Keep your kids off social media. Do what you can. That brings us to the Super Bowl. Right? It's the Buccaneers and it's the Chiefs. Am I even allowed to say Super Bowl? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the rules are. I, I, I assume they sued you uh, if 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 you said uh if you said Super Bowl, you know? That's 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 some copyrighted stuff right there. It's kind of what they do. The Super Bowl, which we play it in February sometime, you know, it's famous for not just being a game. It's famous for uh, producer Ari's favorite part, which is the commercials. Love it. Producer Ari loves the commercials. He rates them. He has a whole tier system, you know, overused and underused and the whole thing like it's Pokemon. He's got a tier system for everything. And this year, Budweiser, Coke, and Pepsi are skipping the, uh, the Super Bowl. Anheuser-Busch is donating its money to coronavirus vaccination awareness efforts. Coca-Cola is sitting out. Um, They'll be toasting uh, to our fellow brands with an ice-cold Coke from the sidelines because it's not the right place to put uh, their, their resources. Pepsi, which just introduced they're doing a deal with Beyond Meat, and that stock is through the roof. I do not own a Beyond Meat, full disclosure. I do not own a Beyond Meat. I'm just sharing what's what's going on. Um, they, uh, they are uh, staying out of this a- as well. Now, the question is, is this about putting the money towards some kind of charitable thing and therefore getting more mileage out of it? Or is this just a smart way to approach... The economics, a 30-second spot during the Super Bowl runs $5.5 million, which makes me think, Producer Ari, 
um, we we should just put together five point five million dollars and do a thirty second spot for the show. Probably worth it. Yeah. Right. You think you think we could put together five point five million dollars? For, for a, super, for, to, if, for a if, thirty second commercial, you would have to lie to people about why we were raising the money. Because no, no, no I, that, I never then, lie. I tell no, them straight. No, we could and never the, do it. And the commercial is you and me, and it's me saying, "Hey, I'm Tony Katz, and you should listen to Tony Katz today on your local uh, radio station. You should ask for it by name, and don't forget to go to TonyKatz.com. Uh, and this is producer Ari. And then I could either hit you with a pie or a fish. Yeah, whatever sells. Right. Right, I, or 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 you could. I, I don't know. I don't know. We could we could do something else with you. Maybe you just sit there and do nothing. Sign that says "Hi, Mom." Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You know, whatever. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers would be really good. By the way, as a Wisconsin guy, how are you feeling? I mean, they lost fair and square. What do you want me to say? Fair and square. You are never going to do well in Congress. They were cheated by the man, and there should be recounts. And we'll take away the filibuster. See? Cover all the sides right there. This is Tony Katz today. Jen Psaki has been the press secretary for almost a week now. No, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's a week. And she's already run into some issues. You know, they're back to the regular, good old-fashioned White House press briefings. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. I don't mind. I don't mind that they're doing them. It's just that when you get asked a question, you got to answer that question honestly. And I don't think Jen Psaki did that right here when asked by Peter Ducey about travel bans. The announcement you made off the top about the travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. When President Trump was imposing travel restrictions in March, specifically on China, then candidate Biden called it xenophobic and fear-mongering. So now President Biden is putting travel restrictions on people coming in from other countries. What word do we use to describe that? Well, Now that's a good question. That's a that's a valuable question. You, the president got rid of the restriction uh, regarding bringing people in from from Europe, and now you're putting that back on. You said it was xenophobic when President Trump was stopping people from traveling in from China. What what do you say now about such a thing? Well, I don't think that's quite a fair articulation. Uh, the president has been clear that he felt the Muslim ban was xenophobic. He overturned the Muslim ban. Uh, he also, though, has uh, supported, um, and he himself, even before, or we did, I should say, even before he was inaugurated, steps, uh, travel restrictions in order to keep the American people safe, uh, to ensure that uh, we are getting the pandemic under control. That's been part of his policy. But he was critical of the former president for having a policy that was not more comprehensive than travel restrictions. Let's stop right there. There was no Muslim ban. This is a lie. I don't know why it continues to uh, be allowed to to, to play in, in, in our world. It's a lie. 
It's a lie. It is not real. It did not happen. There was a ban on nations that support terrorism. It just so happens that many of the nations that support terrorism are Muslim nations in terms of a majority. Now, we can ask ourselves why that is, or we can just simply state as rational people, if they favor killing us, maybe we shouldn't let them in the country. That's a basic. So the idea that's a Muslim ban is a lie, and Jen Psaki lied right there. But she said that Peter Ducey's entire question was a lie regarding travel. Joe Biden, February 1st, 2020, so a year ago, we are in the midst of a crisis with the coronavirus. We need to lead the way with science, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, and fear-mongering. He is the worst possible person to lead our country through a global health emergency. He's the one who called it xenophobia. You think he was just saying it in general, or was it because they weren't allowing travel in from China? Which, by the way, President Trump was right. In March, March 12th, 2020, a wall will not stop the coronavirus. Banning all travel from Europe or any other part of the world will not stop it. This disease could impact every nation and any person on the planet, and we need a plan to combat it. So why would you now stop travel from Europe? It's because now maybe you realize, oh, wait, it could stop things. But you don't delete the tweet. You don't say, hey, Donald Trump was right. All you do is go about this insanity and hate mongering. I mean, that's what it is. It is vicious, brutal, nonsensical, garbage hate to which you are exposed as a liar in about four seconds. That's all it took. And you won't even go back and correct the record like you should, like any rational person should or would. Nope, that's not what you do. So yeah, Jen Psaki is kind of kind of showing herself here as a somebody who's got a problem or two, or maybe more. And I don't think this isn't actually the first time uh, this week, even, and isn't going to be the last time. As for President Trump, he has decided now is the time to create the office of the former president. Yes! 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 If Biden and if Obama can have the office of the president-elect, Donald Trump has put together the office of the former president. It's going to manage Trump's correspondence, public statements, and appearances and the official activities to advance the interest of the United States. Right? He said he was going to do something. It's going to carry on the agenda of the Trump administration through advocacy, organizing, and public activism. Oh, did anybody think Trump was actually leaving? Did anybody think he was actually just going to disappear? Oh, no, 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 no. He's got things to do. Now, what are those things? Like, what, what will be his, his plan and his strategy? Because clearly he's not going away. Now, personally, 
kind of like it when presidents fade out, right? Give give the new guy the ability to do his thing without, you know, the, the squawking from the sidelines. I, I, I've always appreciated that, actually. I, I think that is, is most decent. Um, I didn't get it as much from Obama in the later years as I wanted to uh, of, of Trump's presidency. I thought Obama, you know, I've never been a fan. I, I, I think he's a... I think he's an ugly character. Um, people think Trump's an ugly character and, and, and the world keeps spinning. Uh, but there was no doubt, no matter what happened, you weren't going to stop Trump. This is exactly what was going to happen. But what's he going to do? What's his plan? Some people have asked, well, he's going to, you know, is he going to radio? Is he going to TV? First, he is not going to radio. This I can guarantee you. Radio is hard. Do this every day, engage multiple conversations, also have the, the, uh, the, 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 the temperament and the, and the stick-to-itiveness to, to stick to a plan. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. TV, I could see him doing. I could see him doing 30 minutes a week, like, like a Saturday night kind of like uh, fireside chat. I could see that. We'll be with Newsmax. We'll be with One America. We'll be his own thing. I don't know. What I want to do is I want to do the late-night talk show that goes on after he does that. I want him to do a fireside chat, and then I want to host the show that goes on after that to break down what he just said. Me, a couple of friends, some bourbon, a cigar. I mean, that's, oh, that'd be amazing. Or just any show that involves bourbons and cigars. That's, that's kind of how I want to live my life. Could he be buying into a Newsmax? I honestly don't know. Now, I don't know Christopher Ruddy who owns Newsmax. I appear on Newsmax often. I'm on uh, today, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern is when I'm scheduled to be on. Um, I I can't imagine Ruddy selling the whole thing. I actually can't imagine Ruddy selling a a large piece, Christopher Ruddy. I think he's built something, and he wants to – to take it now to, to to more levels and greater levels. Um, could Trump get into uh, other levels of technology and, and, and platforms? Yes. That, I think, could happen. The whole idea of Trump TV, in a way, that people have discussed, I can see him doing that. And I can see certain levels of success with it, as long as it has a, a, a production value and a... And to an extent, a news value. I could see it having, uh, certainly people will watch, some people watch for the kitsch factor, uh, others for uh, for other reasons. But if he just wanted to do just a segment, a thing, every single uh, weekend, I think it would get 30 million people and be just insanely wildly popular. And he would set, he, he would be able to engage conversations that would force media to respond to him and force Biden to respond. I think that's much more more potent, much more valuable than doing something on some level of, of daily. Should the family be involved in supporting and creating platforms? Absolutely. That I only hope they do. In the meantime, it's a new office. Eh, why not? I'm going to start the office of former and current non-presidents. It's very exciting. I'm Tony Katz. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because rumble.com allows me to be well. 
me. Go to rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit, and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. We are uncomfortable with government doing it. We are uncomfortable with Silicon Valley doing it. But we are also uncomfortable with nobody doing it at all. Those are not my words. Uh, Those are the words from a piece over at the New York Times. Why is big tech policing speech? Because the government isn't. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. It is a piece written by Emily uh, Bazelon, B-A-Z-E-L-O-N. Deplatforming President Trump showed that the First Amendment is broken, but not in the way his supporters think. And the argument being made is that there should be more deplatforming and the more silencing of people deemed unacceptable everything that has been discussed about the political left trying to silence the political right is true and is factual and is real and even if a specific story was not accurate the concept is that there are people proudly stating proudly saying that what we should be doing is putting an end to free speech. I should say that differently. What we should be doing as a nation is putting an end to speech on the political right. Now, I want to go over with you on a very personal level that this is true. This is what they think. First, I can share with you uh, that on... um, on my uh, own 
uh, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio, I've been called a blanking traitorous traitor. Usually has to do with religion. I, the, 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 this is true. I've been called a traitor to, to my, because I, w- I was supportive of Trump's policies. Uh, the, the terminology you're looking for is uh, uh, Shonda Fortigoyim, which is an expression that refers to the fact that basically you'll do anything to be liked by non-Jews. Then there was the post that came just yesterday. Sorry to be so hard on you, Tony, but note that I go after all the bootlicking right-wing propagandists like yourself. Still amazed a man of Jewish ancestry could support a man like Trump. Did you not hear those chants in Charlottesville? Jews will not replace us. Were your ancestors part of the Jews for Hitler team? This is what I get sent. This is not the first. It won't be the last. Now, I should, I should answer the questions, if you will. Uh, yes, I heard the chants, Jews will not replace us in Charlottesville, and I reminded them that nobody wants to replace you. You lead awful lives where you grab tiki torches and you chant in the middle of the night. We're doctors. Jews don't want to replace you. Jews don't want to be anywhere near you. Jews want to know where you are, and they'll go somewhere else. You, you, you be you. We'll go do other things. We'll build hospitals. You just keep marching around in a circle. You don't even do it as a good circle. You've never done a Havana Gila, never lifted anybody in a chair. Feh. Yeah, I heard. Were your ancestors part of the Jews for Hitler team? Holy cow. I would ask them, but they're all dead. The ones who couldn't escape. Uh, from Poland, the ones who actually got sent back because they weren't allowed into the United States. Uh, luckily, the ones who got here were able to create a, a life and created a, a nice, long a lineage to which I am proud to be a part. But understand that this is all about shaming. This is all about silencing. You see, those people on the political right, they should be ashamed And what they've done is so wrong that what we have to do as a society is keep them from saying anything. This brings us to Politico. And the little children at Politico who signed a letter over 100 staffers demanding an apology for publishing Ben Shapiro. This is what happened. You can go over to Washington Examiner for the story. Ben Shapiro, radio host, Daily Wire, uh, author. He uh, he was the editor of the Politico playbook, uh, one day editor of the, of, of, of the playbook. And people went so crazy, right? It's, it's a website. And people went so absolutely crazy. How could you give this man a platform? He's dangerous. He's dangerous? My accountant could kick his ass. What are you talking about? He's dangerous because he says something you don't like? Well, words can be dangerous. Oh, you mean his politics might allow people to engage different conversations and see people differently. Oh, no, no. He's dangerous because if you, Politico, actually treat him like a human being, then people might actually listen to him. So what we have to do is dehumanize. That's where it is. Oh, is that's what you're doing on Facebook when you're asking if I'm just, you know, a part of Jews for Hitler, right? 
just compare me to Hitler. The Holocaust is a prop, right? Uh, the Holocaust is never a prop. The Holocaust is not a prop. If you can't engage a conversation with my, about my politics without engaging the Holocaust, chances are you're not bright. Chances are you're going to produce uh, weak children with soft heads. I stole that line, paraphrase from Joe Rogan. I give the man full credit. Can't believe they allowed Ben Shapiro to publish. They demand an apology. Read Politico at your, at, your, at your own peril. They're not serious. They can't even handle one guy writing for one day who doesn't think exactly like them. Meanwhile, Politico is then reporting on whether or not the White House Correspondents Association is going to allow the quote-unquote far-right news sources as members, which means they might not be able to cover the White House. I told you I was going to show you bit by bit and piece by piece, how they're trying to keep you from being able to engage your voice, me from engaging my voice, us from engaging a conversation that they simply decide is unacceptable. This is only part one. I'm Tony Katz.